This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Can this help us? James chapter 3, we're going to talk about does it matter what you say? Does it matter what you say? James chapter 3, verse 1, he says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. So in other words, he says, don't, don't all of you fight to get up and, and be seen by people, because it's not about being in front of people, it's about responsibility. So he says, don't, don't try to be something you're not. He says, if you're not called to be um, a, a apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, and don't try to be it. Because we'll be accountable for whether we share God's Word or whether we don't share God's Word. I will be accountable if I'm afraid of you or I'm not afraid of you. And I'll go ahead and let you know I'm called to you, but I'm delivered from you. I used to get the funniest looks when I pastored churches when I would let them know, hey, if you don't agree with what God's doing here, there's the door. We love you, but we want you to be where you're supposed to be. I mean, the people just, they would look at me like, are you kidding me? That is just so rude and so hard. So does this help us? James chapter 3, verse 2. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. If anyone does not stumble, verse 2, in word, he is a perfect. The word perfect doesn't mean without fault. The word perfect means complete. The word perfect there means mature. He says, so if we are maturing in what we say, then we're going to mature in our life. Verse 3, indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths. Most of you realize the, the process there. We put horse, uh, bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us and we turn their whole body. Look also at a ship. Although they are so large or driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder. Wherever the pilot desires. Who's the pilot in your life? You are. Okay, so he's, he's given us an example that our tongue is compared to a bit in a horse's mouth. Once again, we're asking the question, does it matter what we say concerning our family? Does it matter what we say concerning our business? Does it matter what we say concerning our destiny? Does it matter what we say concerning every area of our life? Does it matter what we say? And he says, okay, I want you to think about the process of a bit in a horse's mouth. I want you to think of the process of that little rudder under a big ship. That even though these big waves are crashing against it, there's a little, little rudder that's going to turn the direction of the ship according to the pilot's desire. So what, do you, what, what, what image do you have of your business? What image do you have of your family? What image do you have of your destiny? From God's Word, what has God's promised... And is your life going in the direction of what God has promised us? Good questions to ask ourselves. Verse 5, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles? The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile, of creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. 
It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, he's, he's talking about how man can tame beast and reptile, how we have the ability to tame things, but I can't tame your tongue and you can't tame my tongue. I can't uh, tell you what to say or I can't make you say something and you can't make me say something. I mean, even if we held you down at gunpoint or something and, and made you say something, as soon as we left, you would say whatever you wanted to say. So he's saying the tongue is so powerful. I mean, you think about how a little bit of kindling ignites a whole force. It doesn't start out as a big bonfire, but it starts with a little flicker. It starts with that cigarette going out the window. It starts with the campfire getting out of control. It starts with a little kindling going against each other. And he's saying, this is what our tongue does. The, the destruction doesn't happen all at once. It starts with one word. And then another word adds a log on the fire and another word adds a stick on the fire and another word and another word and another word and the next thing you know it's out of control and you can go to counselor after counselor and they can't help. Why? Because you keep adding gasoline to the fire. Amen. That's good. Amen. Does it matter what we say? Yes. <laughs> what direction are our families headed? What directions are our, our careers headed, our callings headed, our finances headed, our physical bodies? What, what, what's coming out of your mouth? And he goes on in verse 9. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men and who have been made in the similitude of God. In other words, he's saying, okay, with our mouth we say, oh Lord, I, I love you. We bless, we bless God, but then we, we look at Tom, Dick, or Harry and give them a cussing. You know, and just like if you're a parent, you just, well, if somebody cusses your kid, talk about start a fire, right? You just, well, they'll cuss you then to cuss your kid. And he's saying this is the way that the Heavenly Father looks at us, that we are His children, made in His image and His likeness. And he says, with our mouth, we bless God, but we curse man. He goes on in verse 10, and out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be out of our Mouth comes blessing. The word blessing, think with me. The word blessing means an empowerment to prosper, an enablement to move forward. It means life. It means victory. It means success. It means the blessing. It means the promise. He said out of our mouth comes blessing, but it also comes curse. Curse means empowered to fail. It means sickness. It means death. It means destruction. It means the curse. What is coming out of your mouth? Does it matter? what we say. Verse 11, he says, Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives? Of course, the answer is no. Or can a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh water. In other words, he said, a fig tree isn't going to bear a grape. A grapevine is not going to bear a fig. He says, out of our mouth should come blessing. Whenever pressure comes on, what should come out? Not blessing and cursing, but blessing and blessing. See, we're created in the image and likeness of God. Right? Ephesians 5.1 says, be, be imitators of God as dear children. How did God operate? We are, He is a speaking spirit. We are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. And He says, you function the way that I function in heaven on earth. How did He function? He, he spoke things into existence. He said and it was. 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 How did Jesus overcome? He said it is written. He only said what He heard the Father say. He only did what He saw the Father do. Did it matter what came out of Jesus' mouth? 
Yes. Does it matter what came out of God's mouth? Yes. He didn't say, boy, it sure is dark. God didn't just sit there and scratch his head and say, what are we going to do about all this darkness, Jesus? Oh, I mean, it's dark. You see that, Holy Spirit? I mean, it's dark. Now, what did he say? He said, light be. Did it matter what came out of his mouth? And light was. Jesus is tempted in the wilderness, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. And every time that Satan tempted him, what came out of his mouth? It is written. Did it matter what came out of his mouth? Does it matter what comes out of our mouth? Proverbs chapter 18. Go with me there. So, so here's something good just to hold you accountable. Now, this isn't to, to stir, stir up a fight between husbands and wives. This is good accountability, okay? Say, okay. So, so know that I love you. <laughs> so whenever you're talking, let's say about finances, about your physical body, about your marriage, about your kids, the phrase, if you say so, if you say so, Bless God, I don't know if we're ever going to make it. You say so. Honey, you're always going to be a crotchety old thing. You say so. Why'd y'all look ahead of us whenever I said that? <laughs> well, I'll work until my health gives out. You say so. Because if you say so, It'll be so. If you say so, it'll be so. Just like that ship, it doesn't turn on a dime. It stays consistent. And even though the waves are hitting up against it, even though there's a lot of pressure, even though there's wind, it stays consistent. And what does it do? It cuts through all the pressure. And if we will stay consistent, saying what God says and speaking life and not death, Speaking blessing, not cursing. Speaking victory, not defeat. Speaking health, not sickness. Speaking abundance, not lack. If you say so, it'll be so. If you say so, I don't know if we'll ever have the money. If you say so, ha! You get to doing that with one another? It'll hold you accountable because if we truly believe, listen, if we truly believe what the Bible says, and we, we, we must act on it. True belief is acting. Now, this takes time. I mean, it, you, we didn't get to where we're at overnight. It takes time to learn how to realize that our words have power because this isn't something that's preached all the time. This isn't something that's lived in our world all the time. People are talking, this kills me and this tickles me to death. And, Lord, bless God, if, if here's the flu season, if, man, I'm going to go have me a drink of flu at the water fountain. <laughs> and people think that's just so funny. <laughs> he says, out of our mouth should not flow blessing and yes. cursing. That's good too. <laughs> See, look look for key words in your vocabulary. I get the flu. What are you saying whenever you say that? You are planning for the flu. You're releasing your faith in the flu. So whenever it shows up, can you believe that? I got the flu. I get migraines. 
See, what you're doing when you say that, when I get you're expecting it mm. to come to pass. You're taking ownership of something that is not supposed to be on your body. That's right. That's right. That's so that right. can be changed by just a simple phrase, I've had, past tense, mm -hmm. migraines. In the past, when this season rolls around, I have gotten the flu. But not this year. My immune system is strong. With every breath that I breathe, the healing power of God ministers every organ, cell, and tissue of my body. If you say so, you will have so. Some preacher did not come up with this. Go with me to Mark chapter 11. Hold your place. We're coming back. So now, now this is where it gets fun right here, okay? So as we find things in the Word of God that goes against... Uh, what you've been taught, it goes against religion, it goes against Aunt Boo Boo, Uncle Ding Dong, all of the families. Uh, whenever we find it in the Word of God, it's our job to release what we thought we knew and to embrace what God's Word says because God knows better than all of us, right? Mark chapter 11, so, I mean... Most of the time, whenever people get to hearing teachings like this about watch what you say or the power of words, some people get irritated and people get irritated because they're not doing it. Or they're not in the process. Or you get to talking about money oh, and they get irritated. The reason they're irritated is because they're not doing it. Right? That was so weak. <laughs> okay, so so just think if this is irritating me, am I being just a hearer or am I being a hearer and a doer? With me, Mark chapter 11. Oh, this is fun, isn't it? Verse 22, Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, does what to the mountain? Yes. Now we talked about this last time that part of faith is resisting the problem, resisting the sickness, speaking to the lack, speaking to the problem. That's part of what faith looks like. He says, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. Believe that those things he says will be done. Believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Right. Now who's saying Who's speaking here? Jesus is speaking, right? So red letters win. Red letters win over religion. Red letters win over what Ma and Paul thought. Red letters win. Say that. Red letters win. Red letters win. He goes on, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So Jesus says the part of what the faith of God looks like is you're speaking to the problem. Remember we went over this last time. Speaking. How does it, how does it sound? What, what direction is your life going? If, you're, if you were to have what you said, what have you been saying about your family? What have you been saying about your finances? What have you been saying about your body? What have you been saying about your future? Because if you say so, it will be so. If you say so, you'll have what you say. Yes, yes. Does it matter what you say? Yes. 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 Matters what we say. Proverbs 18, verse 20. Say, I'm glad I came tonight. Verse 20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. 
So he's saying satisfaction and fruit are going to come by what comes out of our mouth. Verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Yes. Death and life, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now I've got to ask myself, do I believe what God's Word says, or do I not believe what God's Word says? An indicator that I believe what God's Word says is that I'm doing what God's Word says. So when you get home and you're, you're paying bills and it looks like there's more bill than there is money, what are you going to say? Oh my gosh, we'll never have enough money. <laughs> if you say so. You get a doctor's report and it's not good. Oh my gosh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You're talking like an unsaved person. Mm -hmm. You're talking like somebody who does not know God. Now, now, this is an indicator of... Are you ready? Everybody smile. This is, this is coming in hot right here, okay? <laughs> if I don't allow Jesus to be Lord over my tongue, mm -hmm. He's truly not Lord over my life. Amen. Lord means giving Him the right to speak into my life and telling me what to say. Well, bless God, I'll say whatever I want to say. Who do you think you are? If you're a born-again child of God, you don't have the right to say whatever you want to say. Amen. Lord means I'm going to give Him a right to share with me what to say over this situation. Yes. Amen. So how do I find out what He says? By His Word. Now that takes time. If this is new, you, you look it up, you look up scriptures, finances, healing, your marriage, your destiny, career, whatever it is. Remember, what are you going to say about it? I'm just so stupid, I'll never get it. If you say so, I'm just so dumb, I, just, I, I can't get anything. If you say so, everybody smile. So I'm going to get it. Say it again, I'm going to get it. Alright, you are doing a good job as couples, not elbowing each other or nothing. You are doing a good job. Go with me to Psalms 12, just to the left of where we're at there. Does it matter what we say over our kids? Yes. Does it matter what we say over our family? Yes. Does it matter what we say over our future? Yes. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Now either Jesus is right, God's word is right, or he's a liar. Well, I don't believe, I, I don't believe all that. You know, I just, I don't believe you got to do all that. You know what you're saying when you say, I, I just don't believe you got to do all that. You know, I just, come on. You're saying you don't believe the Bible. You're saying you're, you're believing what you feel and what you see and what family members have passed down for generation more than you believe God's Word. That's right. Well, I'm just kidding. You know, come on. <laughs> the reason I'm pausing here is because 
The Lord is wanting this word to sink into our heart. Either I believe the power of life and death is in the tongue. Is what I'm saying right now going to please the Lord? Is what I'm saying right now going to be life or death, blessing or cursing, victory or defeat, overcoming or failure, winning or losing? Psalms 12. Say this is fun. This is fun. Say we're learning. Say we're coming up. We're coming up. Verse 1, help Lord for God, the godly man ceases. For the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. They speak idly, everyone with his neighbor. Now idly means inactive. Means it, it's not operative. It's doing nothing. He goes on with flattering lips and a double heart, they speak. Double heart means you're saying one thing, but then you go off and you say something else to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, oh yes, bless the Lord, I receive my healing. You get home, oh, I'm sick as a dog, I'm going to die. That's double heart. Or you say to, you know, Gertrude, man, Gertrude, you look so pretty. That dress looks so pretty on you. And you go over to your friend, oh, she is ugly. That's an ugly dress. That's double heart. Okay? Does it matter what we say? Yes. May the Lord, verse 3, cut off flattering lips. So if you want to keep your lips, you better watch them. Mm -hmm. All right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> and the tongue, that's what the Word said right there. And the tongue that speaks proud things, listen to this, verse 4, who have said, with our tongue we will prevail, our lips are our own, who is Lord over us? Our lips are our own, who is Lord over us. Our lips are our own, who is Lord over us. When we're not willing to say what God says, and we're not willing to direct our tongue in the right direction, we are saying, who is Lord over us? My lips are my own. I will say whatever I want to say. I will say whatever I feel. I will say whatever I think. I will say what it is. I don't care who you are or what you say. I will say, who is Lord over me? That's pretty serious words. How are we doing? Remember? How are we doing? We're, we're checking. We're learning. We're growing, right? We're examining ourselves. Does it matter what we say? Yes. Who is Lord over your lips? Jesus. Don't testify. I just want you to ask yourself. Because <laughs> we, we say Jesus. We say God. Especially when we're in this setting. Oh, bless the Lord, brother. Oh, bless you. Praise you, Jesus. And pressure comes on. Blink, 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 blink. Who is Lord over your lips? But that moment, Jesus is not your Lord, Amen. Lord over your lips. Amen. I remember when I was first learning this, I just got saved. I'm telling you, this horse ticked me off. I mean, ticked me smooth off. And so I didn't have a lot. I, my, my spirit was recreated, but there was nothing, nothing godly in my heart. I'm telling you, I created cuss words. You know what I mean? <laughs> I let this horse had it, and the people around me, there it is. I mean, because I lost it. I mean, I just was just lost it. I was not didn't allow Jesus to be Lord over my lips. But that was a turning point for me because I made a decision from that day forward when pressure comes on, that will never come out of me again. I'm not saying I never said a cuss word after that again. I said I'd started progressing <laughs> to now 
whenever pressure comes on, you can ask the team. I mean, I've just traveled so much. I've had so many different drivers, so many. I mean, so I'm saying we've got in planes before, little planes and stuff, and everybody just, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody. And I looked at Pa and said, listen, this is my life. We're praying over this baby before we go anywhere. <laughs> I'm back there sleeping in the trailer and all of a sudden they hit a hit a bump or something like that. The first thing that come up is not blankety blank blank blank. It's angels, you do your job. I plead the blood of Jesus. And everybody's going, oh. <laughs> But I can't even count how many times that saved our life. Amen. Amen. Coming around corners and fire trucks being in the same, going over bridges like this, and there you couldn't even put anything in between you. Said it shaved off the the hubcaps off of both sides of the trailers. That's how close it was, but nothing was harmed besides the hubcap. The Lord tell me, just in my heart, start pleading the blood, plead the blood, plead the blood, and I can't even see what's coming over. And all of a sudden, I'm driving and coming over the the hill. There, there's a car coming right at me across the median in the ice. Plead the blood, it gets right at us and just turns. But it'd been. I'm telling you, you really hear some stuff when the turbulence gets going in those airplanes, right? You hear them, they're just, oh, they're cussing and they're just telling all these jokes and everything and people are loud, especially whenever people are going to Vegas and stuff. I mean, the party's on. <laughs> the plane starts bucking and everything. Oh, Jesus! Jesus! Oh, Jesus! All of a sudden, they get real real religious, you know? They get... <laughs> what, what comes out of you when pressure comes on? What comes out of us when pressure comes on? Somebody cuts you off in traffic. Do you tell them they're number one? <laughs> in your special way? <laughs> or, <laughs> now we're all work in progress, right? So just look straight ahead. If I'm nailing you, you just look straight ahead. Or, ah, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. But baby, but <laughs> bless the Lord. That's another one. That is a bless the Lord. So, so why are we saying this? We're asking who is Lord over our life. See, our spirit is not our own. Our, our mind is not our own. Our body is not our own. That means our mouth is not our own. Does it matter what we say? If we want to turn the direction of every area of our life where where is the where's the turner knob at? Right under our nose. Go with me to Romans ten. We're getting ready to be done. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much for. Does it matter what we say? Yes. yes. Oh yeah, this is a good on our way to Romans. Start at start stop at Mark five. You can find Romans chapter ten. And we're just going to take a little stop here because this is so powerful. Mark chapter five. Verse 22, Mark 5, 22. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And he begged him earnestly, saying, notice, what did, what did he do? Saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now, verse 25, this woman comes in, the woman with issue of blood. She touches his garment, but all this is going, and Jairus is sitting here watching, and the whole time, now you picture this. He's sitting there, Jesus is going with him, and his daughter is at the point of dying, and this lady stops Jesus. Now, because we get upset when we have to take our time in the grocery line. But Jairus is waiting on Jesus... 
to come and pray for his daughter, but he waits patiently. This woman gets Jesus' attention, presses through the crowd, touches the hem of his garment. She received her healing. Now while this is going, verse 35, Mark 5, 35, while he was still speaking, Jesus is ministering to this lady, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? He didn't get good news. Pressure had come on. His daughter had just died. Can you picture the emotions going on right here? The feelings that are going on? He wasn't exempt from feeling, from thinking, from the pressure. Because the enemy will pressure you, tempting you to say cursing and not blessing. To speak death and not life. When pressure comes on, what you say is very important. <coughs> Verse 36, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. In other words, he's saying, remember what you said. Don't let anything else come out of your mouth. Only believe. Don't allow fear to take over and you yeah, get to run yeah, in your mouth, yeah. Jairus. What you say right now is going to determine the outcome. Yeah. Hold your tongue. Yeah, See, yeah. The, 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 the language of silence can be very powerful at times. Yeah. You've heard the saying, if you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. There's times that you need to keep your mouth shut. If you can't say anything positive, keep your mouth shut until you can't. Because people, it's easy to flip out. It's easy to freak out. It's easy to oh, fear to run rampant. It is easy to operate like that. This world doesn't need you to freak out like they're freaking out. This world doesn't need you to be consumed with fear like they're consumed with fear. They don't need when pressure comes on, the economy does whatever it does, or things go south. Oh my gosh, we're not going to have any money. No, God needs you as a blesser speaker. He needs you as a life speaker. He needs you as a word speaker. He has to have words upon the earth to move on the earth. Just like Satan has to have your words. Why do you think there's so much pressure that comes on our mind? There's so much pressure that comes on our physical body. There's so much pressure. Why? Because he wants death coming out of your mouth. Because if you speak it, he can move and he has a right to operate on it. Death and life is in the power of your ear. That's important what you hear, but the power of what you say. The power of life and death is in the what? Does it matter what you say? Yes. Does it matter what you say when you're taking care of your physical body? Does it matter what you say when you're studying? Does it matter what you say when you're working at your craft? Does it matter what you say when you're looking at your books? Does it matter what you say about your future, your destiny, your family? Does it matter what you say? Yes, 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 yes. 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 He says, hold your tongue. Don't be afraid. Believe only. See, it's so powerful what you say, it determines your eternal destiny. Mm -hmm. Go to Romans 10. Say, it matters what I say. Romans 10. Verse 6. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. What does, what does the righteousness of faith speak like? What, is it, what does it say? It says, verse 8, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, 
that if you confess with your mouth, confess with your mouth. Now, either you believe this or you don't. Now, I'm counting on this to, for my eternal destiny. How about you? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Are you counting on that? That's serious words right there. I'm counting on this right here that I'm going to rule and reign for eternity with God Almighty. I'm counting on the power of my words. I'm counting on the power in my heart to believe. Are you? Yes. Verse 10, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Salvation, yes, it means saved from hell. But it also means saved from the curse, saved from something, and to something. It says, and how are you going to walk in being saved from the curse to the blessing? See, God has always taken us from where we're at to where He wants us to be. Our family from where we're at to where He wants us to be. Our mind from where it's at to where He wants it to be. Our finances from where it's at to where He wants us to be. Our physical body from where we're at to where He wants us to be. From to, from to, from darkness to life. Yes. From to, we're always going from to. How? How are we going from to? By what comes out of our mouth and what we believe in our heart. Amen. Either I believe the Bible or I don't believe the Bible. Either He is Lord over my lips or He is not Lord over my lips. Does it matter what we say? Yes. Yes. This world needs believers. God needs believers saying what He says about our businesses, about our families, about our future, about our destiny. You are the light of the world. What does light look like? It doesn't look like everybody else. It doesn't talk like everybody else. It doesn't think like everybody else. It doesn't live like everybody else. It's not okay to be average. It is not okay to run our mouth and say whatever we feel like saying. It is not okay to talk down in the mouth, poor mouthing, lack mouthing, sickness. You're a child of the Most High God. You have the DNA of God on the inside of you. You have the nature of God on the inside of you. And He expects you and I to believe what He says and get it coming out of our mouth so we can have what we say. But it takes consistency. He's not a genie in a bottle. God is not a lucky rabbit's foot. He's not a slot machine. Come on, baby, 7-Eleven, take trade in. Woo! <laughs> and a lot of times people will try this for a while. They'll try. I tried that. I tried that. And it doesn't work for me. You say so. And... And the people are having what they say. What are they saying? It doesn't work for me. And they're having what they say. I told you, I told you, and flu season come around, bless the Lord. I told you I'm going to get sick of the dog. I told you, if you say so. We're talking about getting better, right? We're talking about walking in victory and not defeat. We're talking about walking in blessing and not cursing. We're talking about our families staying together. We're talking about our kids reaching their destiny. We're talking about our minds working strong all the days of our life. Well, you know, I'm just going to work till my body, it'll just give out. You say so. That ain't God's plan. That's right. That is not God's plan. We live long and we live strong. Amen. Amen. We live long and we live strong. Amen. Bless God, it sure is hard on, on your body. That's what you do. I mean, if it's hard, if you say so, 
My body has a grace on it. You speak to your joints. You yes. speak to your ligaments. Yes. You speak to your mind. You speak to your system. Now, if the grace is off of you and you're not supposed to do something anymore, quit being disobedient and do what you're supposed to do. Right. But then you right. have a grace on you to do that. You're supposed to work hard. and I mean, people, there are some hard-working people in this mouth, but don't work hard and then defeat yourself by talking defeat. Yes. Bless God, I work my fingers to the bone and I get a little money and it just flies away. <laughs> I save a little bit and it's just like it just goes everywhere. It's gone. You say so. See, we're, we're operating God's principles more than we realize. Bless mm -hmm. God, it just seems like I can't get ahead. No matter how hard I work, I just never get ahead. You say so. Does it matter what we say? Yes. I remember John chapter 10. You can read this in your own time. But I remember, you know, the story when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And we are getting ready to be done. But this is very important um, of us being lights in this world saying what God's Word says, being rocks, being an anchor. And my, my Paul, he was, man, I, I spent so much time with him as a little kid. I, you know, hung out with him all day, working cows. You know, he wouldn't stop and eat, so I'd learn to fill my leggings full of biscuits and sausage because he wasn't going to strand me out there not eat nothing. I was going to... We both cried when I had to go to school. I mean, you know, we spent a lot of time together. Well, we... You know, grow up with him and see him all these years, and this he just believed in me, was behind me, my roping and stuff, and my cutting horses and that type of stuff. And uh, the family calls me, and you know I'm 10, 12 hours away. He said you've got to get to the hospital because he's died. You know, and and there there are a lot of symptoms in the natural and everything, and and so the whole family, I mean, they just whoosh, they get there, they fly, they do this, and I'm asking the Lord, what do you want me to do? Because if you're moved, listen, if you're moved by feelings and if you're moved by fear, you lose your, your stance of authority. Mm -hmm. See, Jesus, whenever Lazarus died, he waited four days. Everybody thought, who does he think he is? Why won't he go? This was his buddy Lazarus, Mary and Martha. He spent a lot of time with them, was in their own house. Why didn't he run to their rescue? Remember, the Bible says he only did what he what he saw his father do. He only said what he heard his father say. Yes, yes. Why? Because he believed that he had what he said. He believed that his his words were very powerful. So he didn't go for four days, but whenever he showed up, they said, Jesus, don't touch him because he's already dead. He's already stinking. It didn't move Jesus one bit. Jesus spoke life to him. And what happened? He was raised from the dead. Yes. Not because he was moved by feelings, but he was moved by faith. My Paul, everybody comes in to see my Paul. Lord said, don't go. Mm -hmm. Family, thought I was, who do you think you are? Why aren't you there? They're crying. They're, he's going. Why aren't you there? Only one of the family's not there. Told my mom and dad, the Lord told me not to go. Sure enough, I prayed over him, told him to hold the phone up to him, prayed over him. He lived several months after that. But see, if you are moved by fear yes. and moved by feeling, it'll rob your time, it'll rob your money, listen, and it'll rob your authority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Just because everybody else is freaking out, don't you freak out. That's right. Amen. Just because everybody else is just spitting junk out their mouth, hold your tongue. Mm -hmm. Does it matter what you say? It matters what you say. 
matters what we say. It matters what we say. I want you to take, to take a step back in your mind and heart right now. And I want you to look at every area of your life. And what have you been saying about your family? What have you been saying about your finances? What have you been saying about your career? What have you been saying about every area, your destiny, your future? What have you been saying? Does it matter what I say? Tomorrow, does it matter what you say? The next day, does it matter what you say? The next week, does it matter what you say? Next month, does it matter what you say? See, the, God's wanting to turn up His power, and we pray, God, show me your power. I want to see your power. And if He turned up His power, and we had what we said, none of us would probably be in here alive. Because of, it tickles me to death. You're out. <laughs> you made me so bad, I want to die. You're done. See what I'm saying? In order for God to be able to turn up His power, we've got to learn to be stewards of our words. Yes. Amen. The more power, you know, I was thinking, Heather, the, the young man that, that we prayed for at Vegas last year, that, I mean, he was, he was dying. The reason that he did not die was because of the power of God's Word. When everybody else is freaking, running out in the arena, speaking God's Word over it, Heather and I talking to the dad, talking to the family. You create, just like Jairus. You believe only. It's not time for this boy to go. Devil can't have this boy. He will live and not die. Said he was going to be in a coma. Said he was going to be weeks in the hospital. Three days, completely healed, completely whole, walking out of the hospital.